every single marketer and every single brand should be attempting to earn a disproportionate share of conversation. If you work for an organization where they say, bring us a chart that goes up and to the right, you have a challenge. Half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. The trouble is, I don't know which half. I am here to inspire you, to excite you, to motivate you, to transform you, to energize you. Hello and welcome to Pipeline Visionaries. This episode features an interview with Priya Gill, an accomplished marketing executive that has worked in the tech industry for over 15 years with experiences in a range of disciplines, including engineering, product management, finance, and marketing. At Momentive AI, the maker of SurveyMonkey, she is the Vice President Product Marketing, where she leads the product marketing, web, growth, and localization teams. On this episode, Priya shares how Momentive AI unleashes their data-driven insights to captivate their target audience amidst a sea of competition. Plus, Priya dives deep into her relationship-building strategies with cross-functional teams in order to ensure ongoing success for product marketing. But before we get into it, here's a brief word from our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Qualified. If you're a revenue team that runs your business on Salesforce, Qualified will accelerate your lead generation, pipeline, and ultimately revenue. Learn more at Qualified.com. So please enjoy this interview between Priya Gill, VP of Product Marketing at Momentive AI, and your host, Ian Faison. Welcome to Pipeline Visionaries. I'm Ian Faison, CEO of Caspian Studios. And today we are joined by a special guest, Priya. How are you? I'm doing good. How about you? I'm doing great. I'm excited to chat with you about all things Momentive.ai, which is really exciting. <laughs> Big SurveyMonkey fans. And so it'll be exciting to chat about that, chat about product marketing. And as always, the show is brought to you by our friends at Qualified. So everybody go check out Qualified.com because they're the best. So Priya, let's get into it. What was your first job in product marketing? So my first job in product marketing was actually at HP. So Hewlett Packard Enterprise was the first time that I actually dipped my feet into marketing. Prior to that, I was actually in engineering, did a small stint in finance, but really wanted to be more customer facing to really work on the business side, but leverage a lot of that technical acumen that I had acquired in my in my background in engineering and really apply that on the business side. And so started product marketing at HP, more on the hardware side, realized wasn't that that wasn't quite for me, wanted to move into SaaS, eventually joined Box. And that's where I spent the majority of my product marketing career. I was there for almost six years before joining SurveyMonkey, which at the time was called SurveyMonkey, which we ended up changing our brand to Momentive. And that's where I'm at now. Yeah, and so tell me about a little bit about your role at Momentive. Yes. So I lead our product marketing team. Recently expanded my role to cover web strategy in addition to our localization team. So essentially covering go-to-market, web strategy, SEO, growth and website optimization for surveymonkey.com in addition to our Momentive.ai web property, as well as our global experiences. So thinking about our international experiences, both inside the product and outside of the product. So a lot of different disciplines, but yeah, at the end of it, my core is product marketing. Awesome. We're going to talk a lot about how product and demand sort of run together. And we always love talking talking product marketing. So let's get to our first segment, the trust tree. With the knowledge you've been given, you are now on the inside of what I like to call the circle of trust. What, I thought we were in the trust tree in the nest, are we not? 
This is where you go and feel honest and trusted and share those deepest, darkest marketing secrets. For our listeners who don't know, tell us more about Momentive and who your customers are. Yeah, so Momentive, who's the maker of SurveyMonkey, which I think is what the people of what people mostly know us for, is an agile experience management company. And what that really means is that we enable businesses to uncover insights about their market, their brand, employees, customers, products, really a multitude of areas so that they can confidently make decisions on those insights and take action. And we really sell to everyone. We have over 60 million users on our platform. So from individuals and small companies to the Fortune 500 and really leverage a lot of those insights to drive decision-making within their organizations. So obviously when you're selling to so many different types of companies and so many different personas, the buying committee is, is different every single time. How do you think about that? Yeah, I would say that there isn't really like your typical large buying committee that you may find in most enterprise like SaaS organizations because we are both B2B as well as B2C. We typically sell quite a bit to department heads in marketing, HR, CX, which is customer experience and IT. Those are the personas that we do typically see both across our self-serve as well as our enterprise channels. But really, it ends up starting there and you know growing within the organization to a point where we do have the opportunity to talk with the IT department or larger parts of within an organization to, to sell them more broader enterprise deals. In, in many ways, our product is very viral in nature. And so we, we typically don't see these yeah, really large buying committees, these really large sales cycles. It just doesn't happen within our organization. So are most people buying it then just as a as a solution in the moment for that thing that they need in that department then that is typically what we see is that they'll yeah. start they'll have like a single use case that they'll leverage it for within their department we see that a lot in marketing cx and hr and then they'll discover that there are more and more use cases the reason why it it, it ends up becoming so viral is because you'll send the survey to let's say 100 recipients but now 100 recipients have been exposed to this survey, to the SurveyMonkey brand and the possibilities. And that's when you start to see more and more people use it, it being used for multiple use cases within that department and just continues to grow from there. So that is the common type of scenario that we do see. Our self-serve channel is quite strong in that regard. As the VP of product marketing, how do you think about your, your product marketing strategy? Yeah, I would say that there's really four core areas of focus for my team. The first is around, well, those four areas are product, demand, go-to-market, and customer. So from the product perspective, it's really around driving the market success of our product portfolio, ensuring that we have strong product market fit, that our messaging and positioning is differentiated in the market, and that our pricing and packaging model really resonates with our customer base. That's one core area of focus. The second is around demand. So making sure that we're driving demand for our products by supporting those strategic marketing plans within the organization that help to cement industry authority. They help to build brand awareness and pipeline growth. The third area is around go-to-market. So driving revenue and retention by really helping our sellers and our customer success teams be able to articulate that value through content narratives in order to support the customer journey and the sales cycle. And then the fourth is really around the customer. So helping to drive expansion and adoption within the, within the customer base by supporting engagement and growth initiatives for existing customers. But all of this is powered by deep knowledge of our core markets, our customers, and our competitors. And I think that's what's really key. We're the only team in the company that 
has that deep understanding of the market landscape, our target buyers and their pain points, our products in a way that's really just secondary to the product org and the competitive landscape. And when you marry all of those insights together to inform these types of strategic decisions for the organization, especially in those four core areas, you end up becoming indispensable to the organization. And that's really how I've structured and and focused my team. I think it's really interesting talking about sort of the market holistically for product marketing that you need to know all that stuff really well in order to actively craft that because it leads to conversations that I think a lot of time and, and, and initiatives a lot of time that are more attuned rather than like, you know, features and benefits. 100%. Yeah. If you are not in tune with what's happening in, in the market, why your target buyers care, like what they care about, what their pain points, you have no idea how to how to effectively speak to them in such a way that resonates. Um, so 100%, I think that all of those key pieces is, is what really helps you differentiate yourselves in a crowded market. And in the case of, you know, SurveyMonkey slash Momentum, our, our market is incredibly saturated. There are so many competitors out there. So it's really, really important and key to really understand how we differentiate and make sure that that's clear to anyone who comes to our website or talks to a sales rep. Yeah, and so, so how do you go about doing that? You know, obviously, that's a pretty big mandate. Yeah, when it comes to market trends, we talk quite a bit with analysts. We specifically spend quite a bit of time with both Gartner and Forrester. They talk quite a bit to our main core buyers, especially within marketing, HR, and IT. They have specific research practices in each of those areas. And so that's been really helpful to talk to them as well, specifically reading through different types of research reports as it relates to our category and our space and just keeping up to date with what's happening with various trends that will have an impact in our category. So as it pertains to the market piece, that's a a good way we do that. When it comes to customer feedback, obviously we leverage SurveyMonkey. So we we utilize our product quite a bit to understand how our customers are thinking, how they're feeling, obviously talking to the folks that are on the front line, specifically our CS and our sales orgs. We get a ton of insights from them in terms of how customers are thinking and feeling about our products. And then the last area around competitive insights, it's really having a good understanding of, of your competitive landscape. What what are where are the specific areas that they're innovating? How do their products work? What are the specific core features and functionality that customers really value? And how your products differentiate against them? If you don't understand your the competitive products and how they work and how you differentiate, it's going to be very challenging to create any sort of messaging and positioning that differentiates you from the market. And so I think that's always something that's incredibly important. I encourage my entire team to leverage competitive products and to really understand them deeply in order to be able to effectively position ourselves against them. But those are some of the ways in which I you know, encourage my team to get educated in those three core areas. Yeah, that's that's super fascinating. Any other things about sort of your, your product marketing strategy or or what makes it successful? Nothing else that I can think of. I mean, I think at the end of the day, product marketing is an incredibly cross-functional like team and discipline. You have to stay connected and aligned to the product organization, the sales, CS, demand gen, paid marketing. I mean, really so many different teams because a lot of this knowledge that we have can help drive success in so many different parts of the organization. And in my mind, if you haven't developed those strong strategic relationships with a lot of those different functions, you're not going to be successful. And so I think as important it is to to have all of those insights and to ensure that the team 
is leveraging those, it's also just as important to build those cross-functional relationships and that confidence across the organization so that you will be constantly tapped into for those insights. And and how do you think demand and product sort of work cross-functionally and cross-pollinate? In my mind, I see product marketing as that core connector between demand and product. In many ways, we're taking a lot of the features and functionality that they're building into the product, translating that into key messages that resonate with our core buyers, and then leveraging all of that to push that out into the market, into different campaigns, ads, webinars, et cetera, what have you. So really, I see our team as a key connection point between demand and product. We were just having a a conversation with someone on the show about how they've been working, like testing the names of their webinars Mm -hmm. ruthlessly. And like that made a huge difference. Things like that, where it's like, whose job is that, right? Is that like a (laughs) demand thing? Is it a product thing? Like, could they inform each other? So anyways, just thinking about how you cross-pollinate ideas there. Yeah, we actually do stuff like that quite a bit. Between our brand strategy team and our product marketing team, we actually partner quite a bit on what we... We have a product called concept testing. And that's what we actually leverage quite a bit for different brand campaigns that we put out into the market or different types of paid ads or headlines on like on our, you know, on our homepage, things of that nature, things that we believe are going to be very prominent and have a big impact. We will typically partner with our brand strategy team to run these different types of concepts and test them with our solutions so that we can identify what actually resonates for the specific target audience that we're looking for. Because we're allowed to because we have the ability to segment across lots of different like characteristics and demographics within our products. And that's how we're actually doing a lot of testing like that. Drinking your own champagne, as they say. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we definitely do that a lot. Actually chugging it by the bottle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Any examples of, of stuff, you know, an insight that you got or, or something that stands out? Yeah, I mean, even when we did our rebrand for Momentive, like that was something that we we tested. We tested lots of different designs. We tested a few different name options. And how we even came up with Momentive and that specific design was through some of our, was through our concept testing solution. One of the most recent brand campaigns that we launched called Give the People What They Want, there were various alternatives to that, that we also tested out different creative mock-ups that we aligned with different taglines. And that was the one that won by a long shot from, you know, with our target audience. So a lot of the stuff that we put out into market, especially the ones that have quite a bit of budget behind them, we always run them through concept testing, just to ensure that we're putting our best foot forward. But as a product marketer, specifically, the fact that you manage a portfolio of brands and you went through this rebrand, I'm curious, like, just how do you think about rebrands? What's your sort of like strategy and sort of tactics to be able to do that stuff and manage a brand, brand of brands, as they say? It is challenging, I will say, especially when you have a brand like SurveyMonkey that is so well known to then do a rebrand and essentially start from scratch with a with a brand new name is something that was quite challenging. A lot of what we've been talking about internally in order to continue to ensure the success of the Momentum brand is creating a like what we we're calling a brand bridge. So how do you take the success of SurveyMonkey, the brand equity that SurveyMonkey has, and translate that over to Momentive. Um, and so there's a lot of work that we've been doing, especially leveraging our website, because we get hundreds of millions of people that visit our website all the time. 
how do we leverage some of that traffic to introduce them to Momentum, to get them into that experience? And that's that's a lot of what we've been trying to do in order to to help make the the Momentum brand successful. But as a whole, as when you think about rebranding, especially in the case of SurveyMonkey, when you have a brand that has so much brand equity, I think that became one of the most challenging things that we were faced with. Let's get to the playbook. This is what's great about sports. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Hello? You play to win the game. Where you open up that playbook and talk about the tactics that help you win. What are your three channels or tactics that are your uncuttable budget items? I would say the first one, which I've already probably talked to at length, is just insights. So market insights, customer insights, competitive insights, like those are things, those are tactics, I would say that are absolutely uncuttable in my mind. And in many of those instances, it does require a budget. The second would be a channel, which is our website. So as I think about web optimization, SEO, product, like free trials, things of that nature, I would say that that's something that's also incredibly important. And then the last thing that I would say maybe is might even just be specific to Momentive slash SurveyMonkey is brand tracking. So We have a brand tracker solution that we leverage to monitor our brand health, brand perception, competitive threats in the market. And I think for us with a brand that has so much brand equity, it's something that's so significantly important for us to continue to monitor. You mentioned website. Website is so complex now. There's so many moving parts. (laughs) It's like more important than ever because of how much cool stuff you can do it. You know, back, back in the day, they were you know, pretty dumb. And now they're, they're really smart. <laughs> and so I'm curious, like, what are some examples of cool stuff that you've done with the website? Yeah, I mean, funny enough, where I just recently took over our website strategy earlier this year. And one of the things that we're doing right now is just a complete overhaul of the front end of the website, but also starting to take a hard look at content discoverability on the website. So in terms of like some of the cool stuff that we're doing right now is really taking a hard look at how we can improve the user experience and the digital journey. Because I think if you, you know, if you look at what's more important, you know, in the coming years, I think the digital experience and how you're incorporating personalization and AI more and more into the experience to make it more and more personalized for the end user, I think is going to be incredibly important. And so trying to become much more oriented around that is something that is becoming more and more of a focus for us. So trying to get the like our website into the modern age, even as a baseline, so that we can start to build some of those capabilities into the future to meet customer expectations is something that's becoming a, a core area of focus. So that's one area is yeah, re- rethinking our designs, rethinking content, how we make that more discoverable for the user, how we bring our users more and more deeper into the into our website to ultimately help them feel confident that, you know, SurveyMonkey is the right choice for them. I saw a post on LinkedIn the other day and the the person was talking, I forget it was, was talking about how like this, when someone comes to your website, like this is exactly the like four things that they're looking to do there. You know, they're not looking to do all this other stuff. They're looking for like one of these four things. And it just kind of got me thinking like down a rabbit hole of like, if I could show a person <laughs> one piece of content and then you're like, well, with personalization, each person wants a different piece of thing. And I want to have like a journey that they can opt into that stuff. But I was like, but if I was to force myself to think of <laughs> one thing that they would consume, 
what would it be? And it was just kind of a fun exercise in my mind to be like, if I have one video, one whatever, and you always think of like, well, it's your demo or it's like, you know, whatever, <laughs> but, but it kind of makes you think. And it's a good bridge to sort of this idea that of these like free trials and all this stuff where so much of it now can be, hey, give this thing a test drive, right? What an advantageous place to be as a product marketer where you're like, hey, we're going to tell you all the cool stuff that this thing can do. And how it positions against our competitors and all this stuff. And like, hey, take it out for a spin. That's essentially what we try to do on our website. It's, I mean, every which way you turn, we're saying, sign up. You can sign up for free. Just give us a try. Because right when you get into the product, that's when you start to see how simple and easy it is to you, how we guide you through the process, the core methodology and all of that that's been built into the product over 20 years. You know, getting them into the product and getting them to try it is really what sticks. And that's what ends up building this viral loop for us. Because once they send out that survey, that's success for us. Because now they've introduced our product to 20, 100, 1,000 different people who may not have heard of us before. You know, the, the sign up stuff is, is great. And it's so cool to hear that. And then the other side of you thinks you're like, what if this person isn't ready for that? Like, what do they need? You got to think about all the journeys. Yeah. <laughs> and then you end up with these like wild and crazy different like journey maps. But no, I mean, it, it's, it's 100% true. We're, we're constantly thinking about how do we optimize multiple journeys on the site from, you know, the buyer who knows exactly what they want, but they just want to see whether or not we have feature X, Y, and Z. Like, here's the path that we need to take them down. Or here's someone who, you know, is like still a little bit iffy and maybe needs to learn a bit, a little bit more about, you know, what it is that we really have to offer. Like, let's take them down this path. Or here's the person who is like, you know, trying out a bunch of different options and just wants to kind of get into the product. Let's lead them down there. Anyway, yeah, there's there's so many different options and journeys and trying to figure out how, how to optimize. But really, yeah, for us, again, it comes down to who do we believe is our, you know, tar- target audience and our target buyer? And how do we at least optimize the site for their journeys and then think about a general one for everyone else? Well, I, I wanted to shout out your website. So for our listeners, you can go to surveymonkey.com and check this out. So y'all do a really cool thing, which you say, wh- who is your survey audience? And it's a little, I don't know what you'd call it, but it's a little little buttons that you can click. And then it gives you basically like the solutions and some like customer case study information, everything. You can kind of just click on it right there. And I thought that was such a cool journey there to think of it as sort of like, what is your end state? you know, trying to be and just get him, get him in right there rather than having it be in nav. Cause like nav is kind of like crazy, right? It's like everybody's nav is like super crazy. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like you can search around and get there, but it's not like nothing jumps off, off the page to you in a nav. You're just like, it's just all the words that I got to go read. Whereas like this yeah. little sort of click over thingy is pretty cool. Oh, awesome. Thank you. We're, we're still we're still continuing to iterate on the site, so you will likely see even more changes in the next couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Well, we always are. But it just, it made me think of that sort of like idea of how do you do multiple journeys at once? And especially with Momentum, where you have multiple products, multiple personas, multiple, you know, all that stuff. It's, it's, uh, it's truly like exponentially challenging. It is. And it's why we have a growth team that is continuously thinking about optimization and experimentation on our website so that we can continuously 
you know, see different types of journeys that we want to test and what is going to resonate more versus the other. In addition, in addition to doing user testing on the site to see how people are moving through the site, what is of interest to them, what isn't, and continuously optimizing. I think that that's something that's incredibly important to do because things are just constantly changing. You can't stay static. You mentioned brand, and I'm curious, like, what's an example of something that you're looking for, and how you're looking at that? Because that's that's something we don't we don't hear a ton, but uh, but is so important. One of the things that I like to look at is just yeah, the brand health relative to the competition. So there's something called aided and unaided awareness. Aided means if if you ask someone, hey, have you heard of SurveyMonkey? You know, they'll say yes or no. Or if you ask them the question, hey, what what companies come to mind when you think about survey, you know, software or survey platforms that your name comes up. And those are two things that I think, you know, when we're thinking about our brand health and perception in the market, you know, how well known is our brand over time compared to competitors in the market? I think that's something that, especially for a company that has such strong brand equity is something that's quite critical for us to look at in conjunction with perception. So if you're asking someone how they perceive SurveyMonkey relative to competitor X, Y, and Z, how do we then fare against the competition is something that we also look very closely at. I think that those are two core areas, especially as it relates to brand that you need to be constantly monitoring, especially if it's something that you are heavily dependent on to drive traffic to your website, which is the case for SurveyMonkey. What about something that like you you aren't going to be investing in or maybe is like a somewhat cuttable budget item? I don't know if it's a specific budget item, but one of the things that I, I have noticed, not just at, you know, SurveyMonkey, but even elsewhere is this, you know, this notion of almost over-experimenting or over-monetizing your website to the point where you're nickel and diving your customer. I would say that that's something that I don't necessarily see as working because I think, you know, you could have a baseline on your website that you're con- continuously experimenting on. And it gets to a point where you've experimented on it so much to the point that it's almost useful as it once was. And many times it just, you, you just need to, to almost start over from scratch and, and rethink the, the entire experience and how you can really make it better. That's something that I've, I've noticed is, is happening more and more often. You've had a lot of companies that have created these growth teams. They really over-optimize the website. And then it gets to a point where you may have impacted the user experience along the way and just taking a step back to, to just rethink the entire experience altogether. Let's get to the desktop. Uh-oh. Here comes trouble. You may have heard that there was a dust-up involving yours truly. And now we've got a wild scrum with fights breaking out all over the place. And it is getting really ugly as we've got punches and kicks. Where we talk about healthy tension, whether that's with your board, your sales team, your competitor, or anyone else. Have you had a memorable dust-up in your career? I have. The, the one that, that comes up, and it was... A little, it was a little bit early on in my career when I first started at Box. I think it was like three months into my job as a, a PMM at Box. I had this meeting with the CEO, who's Aaron Levy, and a few other people. We had made some sort of updates, if I can re- recall correctly. It was quite a, a while ago. We had made some you know, significant updates to or recommendations for our homepage, for our website, and we were running it by Aaron. And he just completely annihilated, like, everything that we did to this page, the content, the design, everything. And I just remember thinking, oh my God, 
I'm going to get fired. He hates me. Like, this is terrible. What am I going to do? The reason this isn't like you're you're a typical dust up in that sense. But the reason why I I bring it up is because after that meeting, he was like, hey, Priya, I just want to take a few minutes to just talk to you really quickly. And I'm like, oh, my God, what's 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 happening here? What's going to go? What's going down? And he just sat me down to say, hey, you know, I could tell you, you know, like you took my feedback a bit roughly. And, you know, I just want to talk through with you why, like where this feedback was coming from. I want you to understand my perspective and just to make sure that we're aligned. And he literally spent 20 minutes talking me through everything, you know, debating things with me. And it just, it really changed my, like it was really career defining in a way because it forever changed the way that I thought about leadership and how, you know, Number one, you know, having a CEO, you know, take that time to sit me down to make sure that I was aligned, I think was just something special. But the fact that, you know, wanting to ensure that your people are aligned, that they're brought into your vision, that that's something that's significantly important to you. I know as someone who was so junior, that was very important to me to see that in a, in, in a leader for the company. And it's something that even to this day is, is a core tenet of what I think is important in leadership and something that I continue to carry forward. So it may not have been, you know, a typical dust up, but it's something that I find to be very memorable that happened in my career with a leader and something that I still carry to to this day. That is awesome. Great story. <laughs> All right, let's get to our final segment. Quick hits. Where it's quick questions and quick answers. Just like how Qualified.com helps companies generate pipeline quickly, tap into your greatest asset, your website, (laughs) to identify your most valuable visitors and instantly, and I mean instantly, start sales conversations. Quick and easy, just like these questions. Go to Qualified.com to learn more. We love Qualified. Check them out. Qualified.com, they're the best. Quick hits. Priya, are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. Number one. Do you have a hidden talent or skill that's not on your resume? I do. It's cooking. So I actually went to culinary school back in the day. Uh, my wife went to La Cordon Bleu in Pasadena. Oh, so, nice. Yeah. She also has a different career. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, it, it, it's, it's a tough line of work. <laughs> it is absolutely, absolutely a brutal line of work. Shout out to all the, uh, all the chefs out there. <laughs> Do you have a favorite book, podcast, TV show that you'd recommend? I feel like this is a book that everyone's read, but How to Win Friends and Influence People. It's like one of the first books that I read when I went to MBA school. And I think it's just a great, it's just a great book. It it really teaches people the basic tenets of leadership. I think it's a must read for anybody. If we talk to you one year from now, what's the biggest thing that has changed in marketing? Oh, I think there's going to be a ton of investment in AI. I think chat GPT has really kickstarted a lot of things in the industry. It's all that I hear about now. And I think it's, I think it's still going to be a huge topic of conversation in a year from now. What is your best advice for a first time VP of product marketing? I would say two things. I mean, one, if you've made it as a VP of product marketing, you probably already know this, but cross-functional, when you get to, to the VP level or any sort of senior level, like those cross-functional relationships continue to be of utmost importance. So continuing to build strong relationships at the leadership level with those core partners in product, CS, sales, and across marketing really is going to be strategically important for you. I think the other thing that folks tend to forget about is really 
you know, really showcasing the value that your team delivers. So uplifting the wins across your team and really showcasing that across the organization, giving your team members the opportunity to present on various on various wins for the team, I think is something that a lot of people forget to do. And I think it's so important that people understand what it is that your team is doing and why it's important and the impact that it's having across the business. I just think that's something that every VP of PMM should never forget about and should continue to do in addition to all of the other strategic initiatives that are happening within product marketing. Awesome having you on the show today. It's been wonderful (laughs) for our listeners. Check out Momentum.ai. Any final thoughts? Anything to plug? Well, if you're, you know, I'm, I've obviously been a big proponent of insights. You know, I'm a strong believer that feedback is fuel. So if that is something that you believe could be of value to your organization, I think you should definitely check out either surveymonkey.com or momentum.ai. Priya, thanks again. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thanks again to our friends at qualified.com, a conversational sales and marketing platform that transforms the way B2B companies sell. Go to qualified.com to learn more.